The Gospel of Luke, chapter number 7, verse 36. If you found that, say amen. amen. The Bible says, And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head. Stop right there. The Bible teaches that the hair that's on the woman's head is her glory. And did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him. For she is a sinner. Do you recall the whenever that there was a description of this woman earlier in verse 37? The Bible said, which was past tense, which was a sinner. But this Pharisee in verse 39 said, This woman is. Sometimes the world cannot forget who you used to be. You've got to keep living what God has saved you. Amen. Forget those things which are behind. Chapter 10. All right, here's where we'll take our verse. Verse 38 through 42. If you found that, say amen. Now it came to pass as they went, and he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about, much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen the, that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. You may be seated. Father, we come to you this morning in the lovely name of Jesus. Lord, we pray this morning for your touch. I pray this morning, God, this will not be a suitcase sermon, but God, I pray that you'd give us fresh from glory manna prepared for this service. God, I pray this morning for your leadership and your guidance. God, I pray you'd save the sinner, reclaim the backslider, and encourage the child of God. Cleanse our mind, empty us of self, 
and fill us with your spirit. Father, we pray this morning that you'd help us to say what you'd have us to say and help us not to say that which you would have us not to say. But Lord Jesus, we ask you to guide, ask you to lead, and I pray this morning that your will would be done here in the house of the Lord or in the home, wherever folks are listening, wherever those that are listening by FM transmitter, I pray dear God you'd minister to them as well as them on social media. God, we love and thank you. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Together the church says, Amen. Do you know this morning the Bible teaches forgetting those things which are behind yes. and pressing toward yeah. the prize yeah. of the mark of the high yeah. calling in Christ Jesus? This morning the Bible teaches this morning that we are to be a separate people. Amen? Yeah. That we find this morning in chapter 10 as we read in your hearing about this woman by the name of Mary that was a sinner. And God only knows what this woman was or what she did. But we see the Pharisee. And the Pharisee represents a fair, uh, the Pharisaical uh, uh, perspective in the religion of church today which would go through the form and the motion. We find this morning this woman here in the book of Luke in chapter 7 and we see that she was a sinner but we find her at the feet of Jesus. We find in the gospel of Luke chapter 10 we find that the, the uh, main character that is spoken to is her sister Martha and the Bible teaches that she was busy uh, serving. Can I ask you this morning to think about this as you go through this message? Uh, are you a Mary or a Martha? Yes. We find this morning, uh, as we preach around this thought, we find this morning from the house to the heart, and we'll clarify what we mean by that. The Bible teaches this morning in chapter Luke, uh, chapter 10, in verse number 40, we see that Martha welcomes Jesus into her house. Uh, can I tell you this morning, church, uh, uh, many uh, people would love to have Jesus in their home, uh, but not in their heart. I mean, it's okay to have pictures of Jesus. It's okay to have a family Bible out. It's okay to have these religious artifacts around the home. And we welcome Jesus into the home. But neighbor, if you've not welcomed Jesus into your heart, you're missing out on what Jesus would have you to know. We find this morning in the Gospel of Luke chapter 10 and verse 40, we see the Bible teaches that Martha was cumbered about with much serving. The Bible says that Martha was cumbered about with much serving. Uh, can I tell you this morning, church, uh, uh, we'll put a lot of emphasis, uh, and don't get me wrong, we need workers, and thank God for our workers, uh, but if we do the work uh, and we don't do the worship, then we've missed out. Yes. I thank God for these sinners uh, these sinners that uh, will come to the house of God. I thank God for these sinners that will listen on Facebook. I thank God for these sinners, uh, honey, that will try to give God their attention, uh, that welcome God into their house. Uh, but neighbor, if you've never asked the Lord to forgive you of your sin uh, and make you a new creature in Christ, uh, all you've done is asked Him to come into the house, uh, but never asked Him to come into the heart. I thank God for the singers. Thank God every singer that we've had throughout this pandemic. I mean, unequivocally, I, I mean, they've not complained. I, they've not fussed. I, absolutely, at a moment's notice, I, many we've called upon, I, and they've made themselves available for the service of the Lord. I, and I thank God for that. I, I thank God for Pastor John that stepped up. 
for that. I thank God for the janitorials staff. I thank God this morning for the teachers. I thank God for them. That service after service showed up on the parking lot. Even though we couldn't talk to one another. Even though we couldn't touch. We couldn't hug. And I thank God for all those services. But neighbor, if we're more focused on serving, then we're missing what the Lord would have us to see. We can get cumbered down. What's that word mean, preacher? Well, the word cumbered, cumbered uh, in uh, the Webster's uh, is defined as being hindered. Can I tell you this morning, the devil wants to get you so distracted. Uh, the devil wants to get your mind. Well, uh, as soon as service is over, uh, i got to get home. i got to set the table. Uh, I've got to make sure this is done. Uh, oh, I forgot to get corn. Uh, hey, you understand this morning, uh, that's the way the devil wants our minds to be distracted. Uh, he doesn't want us to be thinking about worship. Uh, he wants us to think, uh, well, uh, as soon as the preacher's out of here, got to get the same wiped down. Uh, got to get it vacuumed. Got to get it cleaned up for the service tonight. Uh, neighbor, all of those things are in vain uh, if we miss out on the worship uh, of the only one uh, that's able to take away our sins. We see that Martha was cumbered about. We find in verse 40 also we see that she represents the complaining Christian. Amen. Yes. My boat motor hit a rock. (laughs) I felt it. (laughs) Can't ever satisfy. No matter what we do. Don't turn around and look at nobody. (laughs) Bless the Lord. Oh, well, so-and-so should have been here. Get that thought out of your mind. Who is the complaining Christian? What do you mean? You mean preacher? No, I mean you. We're not ever satisfied. Sometimes we can't even be satisfied with ourselves. Let alone what somebody else does. I mean, you understand this morning. Well, preacher, I just don't see how Martha is complaining what you're missing out. Look in verse 40. The Bible says, But Martha was covered about with so much serving and came to him and said. You know what she was doing? She was coming, complaining about her sister Mary. Yes. Now let me just stop right here. If you ever have a complaint with me, don't tell everybody about it. Tell Jesus on me. Then come to me. Well, preacher, you hurt my feelings. Don't spread it on Facebook. Come to me. And let's tell it to Jesus. Well, preacher, you you ought not do this or you ought not do that. You understand this morning that if we're not careful, we can complain ourselves right out of the worship of the house of God. I can't get out there and worship with them people. Amen. I, I, you go to Walmart with them. You go to Kroger's with them. Yeah, but it's different, is it really? You go to Kroger's and Walmart to receive something. You come to the house of God to receive something. Until we can see we're just a speck of dirt. Amen. <laughs> we're just a 
preacher. You're admitting one right there. See, what Martha was doing was she was going and complaining about her sister. Now, if Martha had stopped and realized, well, you know what? Mary's not the woman she used to be. She used to lay around with every man coming and going. She didn't do that anymore. She used to take things that didn't belong to her. She didn't do that anymore. See, the truth of the matter is, until we can let go of our past, we can never focus on the present. See, in the Gospel of Luke chapter 7, the Pharisees still saw this woman as what she used to be. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. I don't go where I used to go. I don't act like I used to act. I don't do what I used to do. I don't say what I used to say. I don't eat what I used to eat. I don't drink what I used to drink. Because God has made me new. Me too, preacher. But there may be times that we stumble and fall. But don't cause... Don't this morning, amen, don't this morning cast one another to the side and say, well, he's just a sinner. She's just a sinner. The fact of the matter is, is if we're not careful this morning, we'll get our eyes on everybody else and everything else and off the Lord. Preacher, that's not biblical, is it not? What about, what about Brother Peter? He stepped out of the boat, and thank God he had faith to step out of the boat. But the Bible teaches that he saw the storm, and he began to sink. And what he did, he had to cry out for the Lord to save me. And what did the Lord do? The Lord was right on time. You understand this morning that whenever we live in society, men and women are never satisfied. We understand this morning, I, honey, according to the word of God, I, honey, we see here in, again in verse number 40, we see that Martha was countering Mary's position. Why, preacher? Are you saying that? We see that, Mary, uh, that Martha came to the Lord and she complained a little bit. Look here at the last statement that is made in the very end of verse number 40. Bid her, therefore, that she help me. What Martha was saying is, she's not pulling her weight. What Martha was saying is, I have to pick up what she didn't pick up. What Martha's saying is, she didn't wipe her pew down, so I've got to wipe her pew down. What Martha's saying, well, she didn't sing long enough, I've got to sing long enough. What Martha's saying is he didn't preach long enough, so now i got to get up and straighten this mess out. Oh, I've been in churches like that. Yeah, yeah preacher gets done, somebody gets up and gives a 15-minute exposition on what the preacher didn't say. Amen. Well, what are you saying today, preacher? I'm just simply saying this morning that if we're so focused in the service, then we're missing out on the worship. We're missing out on the sacrifice. Look with me this morning, if you would, in verse 39. We see this morning that Mary, thank God, we find her waiting at the feet of Jesus. Look, remember in chapter 7, we find her standing at the feet of Jesus, behind Jesus. And we find this morning, here in chapter 10, look, the Bible teaches she was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Oh, what changed, preacher? She had a change. She had an influence. She had an experience with the Lord Jesus. The Bible says, and she 
had a sister called Mary. Uh, Martha, this is Martha speaking of Mary. Uh, the Bible says that she had a sister called Mary, uh, which also sat at Jesus' feet uh, and heard his word. Uh, can I tell you that is the proper position uh, for the child of God that is living uh, according to the word of God? What do you mean, preacher? Are you saying I need to sit at your feet? No, you're taking that out of context. Uh, but I am saying this morning that we need to sit at his feet. I am saying this morning uh, that we need to bow down. Uh, honey, do you realize that if you sit at his feet, you're lower than he is? Uh, honey, the writer said in the book of Isaiah 6 and 1, uh, in the year of King Uriah, uh, that died, I also saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up. Uh, you realize this morning until we put Jesus above us, uh, we're going to be missing out. Uh, we can focus, well, i got to get to church. i got to be seen. Uh, i got to be counted so Candy can put my number on the board. Lord, I, I've got to be I've got to, I've got to go through the motion. Uh, neighbor, if you come to the house of God uh, and you're not operating under the power and the demonstration uh, of the Holy Spirit of God uh, and drawing near unto the Lamb of God, uh, you're missing out on the reason to come. If you're coming to be seen, you're coming for the wrong reason. I'm coming to see. Amen. Yeah. 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 Amen. If you're coming to be heard, you're coming for the wrong reason. Yeah. I'm coming to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yes. Amen. Preacher, what are you saying? There's a difference between service and worship. Right. Martha welcomed the Lord into her house, as I'm sure all of us would do. But I dare to say, not many people in this world, in this generation, will welcome Him into their heart. Preacher, that's awful hard. Is it? I mean, let's be honest. Is it really hard? The Bible teaches that many are called, but few. Wonder why there's only a few. Because there's only, a, I believe many would open up their doors and welcome him into their house. But I believe there's only a few that would welcome him. Him into their heart. Right. Preacher, what's that mean? Welcome Him into their heart. The Bible teaches that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thy heart Amen. that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. See, when He comes to live in our heart, let me just say He's a perfect gentleman. Yes. He'll never force you to do anything you don't want to do. See, the Bible always teaches the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Maybe God is drawing us to a closer walk with him. Maybe God is drawing us to come to the altar before the preacher ever gets done. But we sit there and we think, well, I don't, I don't really want to go up to that altar right now. I don't want people saying, what's wrong with her? What's wrong with him? Preach. Yes. Let me just be honest. It's none of their business. Amen. It's between the individual and the Lord. We find this morning that not only do we see Mary waiting at the feet of Jesus, we also see that she that uh, she has a willingness a willingness to do what is needful. Where do you see that, preacher? Look in verse 42. In the beginning of verse 42, the Bible teaches uh, that there are some things that are wanted, uh, but there are some things that are needful. Look here at the willingness. Jesus himself said, but one thing, he's speaking to Martha of Mary, he said, but one thing is needful, and Mary has 
hath chosen the good part. Well, preacher, what are you saying this morning? I'm just simply saying this morning the Pharisees uh, were more about the religion, uh, honey, than uh, being able to operate under the power of the Spirit of God. Uh, they, they believed in going through the motion. Uh, they believed in keeping the ordinances. Uh, they believed. Now listen, uh, well, what's that mean in today's day and age? Uh, a son would be able to tell you uh, that you need to take the right hand of fellowship to get to heaven. Uh, son will tell you you need to sign a pledge card uh, under the church uh, that you'll get to heaven. Uh, son will tell you you've got to be baptized uh, to get to heaven. Uh, son will tell you you've got to sing in the choir uh, to get to heaven. Uh, son will tell you you've got to do this, you've got to do that. Uh, that is hogwash. Uh, all you've got to do to get to heaven uh, is to be born again. Uh, ask God to forgive you of your sin uh, and serve uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. You understand this morning. I mean, we put a lot of emphasis on order in the house of God. But if we're operating without the demonstration and the drawing of the power of God, we're in vain. Amen. Since this pandemic, as hard as it's been, Pastor Jonathan and I have tried to lay out, uh, I won't call it a... Uh, an order of service of such but it's almost an order of service I, uh, we'll schedule the singers that are scheduled to sing but if God is moving on you to sing a song just as Amy did you better mind the Lord Amen. but don't get up here and sing just to be heard yes. Ben do you believe the Lord was drawing you to speak this morning See, Ben, I, I was seeing the tears yeah. in his eye banks. Yeah. His eyelids were full. Yeah. I mean, they were running over this morning. You understand this morning that if we're operating outside of the Spirit of God, we're no better than the Pharisees. You say, but preacher, there's got to be this and there's got to be that. Oh, I believe there's got to be order, and I believe that's biblical. But I also believe it's biblical to follow the Spirit of God. Right, Caleb? Caleb and I were talking about this recently, uh, uh, about being able to follow the Spirit of God or being able to uh, say, well, if somebody said, now, now listen, there's churches like this, and I'm not preaching again, but if the shoe fits, amen. I, there's some out there that says, well, uh, if, uh, if uh, somebody would say, I've got a song to sing, uh, and they're going to say, well, you can't sing it now. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Some would say, well, I've got a testimony. Some would say, you're not on the book to testify. You can walk in some churches. First church, I think, Kelly, correct me if I'm wrong, first church I ever held revival at. Follow Missionary Baptist Church up in Clay County, West Virginia. Kelly and I walked in, had one of the kids in a car seat. I don't know that Caitlin was born yet. Had uh, maybe Jacob in, well, it had to be Jacob, in a car seat. We walked in, the first thing they did was they handed us a bulletin. And I was getting angry before I even opened the dug. I thought, I don't know, they had me scheduled to preach there on a Sunday morning. And a Sunday night. And I was already thinking in my mind, well, if this is the way they're going to be, I'm not coming back tonight. I was uh, I had that bulletin getting ready to open it up, and I was expecting them to say 10.05. We're going to sing victory in Jesus. 10.18, Brother John's going to give a testimony. I was getting built up. I was getting angry. I opened it up. There wasn't a thing like that in it. It was just prayer requests. 
welcoming people to the church and celebrating the birthdays and anniversaries, much like we do here at Union Valley. And you know what this old preacher had to do? Repent. See, if we're not careful, we'll jump to a conclusion uh, and we'll complain uh, and we'll miss out on the worship uh, of the house of God. I'm telling you, thank God we had a beautiful time that Sunday morning, that Sunday night, went back and preached two different week revivals. I had a beautiful time with those good people up there at uh, Polo Missionary Baptist Church. But you understand this morning uh, that if we miss out on our worship, we're missing out on the relationship. Amen. If all I had, he took away, I'd still have to say, God's been good to me. I mean, you understand that? I have been blessed. I've got a mother and a father. Thank God for my mommy and my daddy. Thank God this morning for the roof over our head. Thank God for the clothes. Uh, what are you saying, preacher? Uh, I'm saying before we ever get into the house of God and worship Him, we better know how to worship Him at home. Uh, we better know how to worship Him in our cars. Uh, I've heard many, uh, and I've been there stopped at a stoplight. Uh, Holy Ghost be on me. Uh, be shouting and having a fit. Uh, I'm telling you, I can't get out and run around sitting in a car. Uh, but neighbor, I'm all over the seat, uh, and people no doubt looking at me thinking, what's wrong with that wacko? Thank God we've got to worship him because he is worthy. But if you miss out on kneeling down at his feet, she took the alabaster box. We find in John chapter 12, this same Mary who had the brother named Lazarus, who had the sister, now listen to this, who had the sister Martha, who had the brother named Lazarus, which was dead. See, in John 11, or John 11, thank you, Lord, Jesus calls Lazarus. He comes out of the tomb, thank God. He was dead, but Jesus gave him life. We find what she did in chapter 12 of John. The Bible teaches, according to the Word of God, that she took an alabaster box, another, and she broke it and anointed the feet of Jesus. And Judas, the money bag carrier, Judas is carried. He said, well, why was this not uh, sold and money given to the poor? You know how much it cost? 300 pence. How much was that? That was a year's wages. And what was she doing? She was giving it to the Lord. You realize this morning that she took her hair. She took her glory. She knelt down at the feet of the Lamb of God. And she laid her glory down. Her tears, no doubt, were sincere tears. I don't believe they were manufactured tears. I believe they were sincere. She bowed down at the feet of Jesus. You know what she did? She knew Him in the power of the resurrection and in the fellowship of His suffering. You know what she did? She knew him in a personal relationship. She knew him spiritually. That when she knelt down at his feet and she worshipped him. You know what? You know what that is? Whenever she gave her annual salary or whenever she gave a year's earnings, she was worshipping him. You know, we'll fuss sometimes that we have to write out a tithe check. Amen. Well, I got to write out my $200 and be begrudgingly about it. It's not my money. 
The first 10% is His anyway. And I've got bad news for you for the rest of it, the 90%. The Bible teaches that the earth and the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Amen. They belong to Him. Well, preacher, what are you saying? Everything you've got doesn't belong to you. I live in a home that I don't own. I drive an automobile that I don't own. I've got clothes on that I don't own. Well, what do you mean? I'm saying everything I've got, Jesus gave to me. Everything that I've seen, He let me see. Everything he let, that I heard, He let me hear. You understand this morning that He is worth worshiping. Look with me. Look with me in verse 42 again. I'm, I'm soon to be done, I promise. Girls, if you'll make your way to the piano. The Bible says, And Mary hath chosen that good part. Look at this next statement. After the common, which shall not be taken away from her. What are they saying wouldn't be taken away from her? The good part that she chose was worshiping the Lord. The good part that she chose was knowing Him in a spiritual way that not many people in this generation know Him as. I'm not saying people aren't saved. But I am saying some people, even though they're saved, don't put Jesus first. I am saying that some people that are saved never worship Him. Well, preacher, I'm just succumbed. Really, Martha? And if there's a Martha here, God knows I'm not preaching specifically against Martha. But I am preaching against the Martha attitude. The Martha perspective. You realize this morning that men and women get dressed, get out of bed, drag themselves to the house of God. Maybe some get in the shower, thank God, and get cleaned up to come to the house of God. Sometimes it's not an easy thing to be faithful. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we've got to put ourselves to the side. Sometimes, Amen. sometimes we might have to say, well, I really don't feel good today, but I need to be in the house of God. You know what they're doing? They're sacrificing their self. So when those individuals come to the house of God, if all you've got to do is to complain about them, maybe you're in the wrong. Amen. Amen. Preacher, are you chastising somebody? No, I don't know of anybody complaining. I'm just preaching what God laid on my heart. Well, preacher, maybe they didn't come to you, but I am here. Then you need to close your ears. Somebody says, well, let me just tell you what so-and-so did. No, don't. Amen. I don't want to hear it. Amen. Tell it to Jesus. Yeah. We've got to put Jesus first. Others second. And yourselves last. Yeah. That's the joy yes. of knowing Jesus.